1: Look with me now in Luke chapter number 18, the gospel of Luke. In verse 35, follow along with me, it says, And it came to pass that he was come nigh unto Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. And hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passeth by. And he cried, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. And they which went before rebuked him that he should hold his peace. But he cried so much the more, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 40 says, And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, What wilt thou that I shall do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight, thy faith hath saved thee. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God and all the people When they saw it, gave praise unto God. Look with me now as we transition into chapter 19. Luke records, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up in a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, the crowd, saying that he was gone to be guest with a man that was a sinner, that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for so much as he also is the son of Abraham. Look with me now in verse 10. It says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Very briefly tonight, I'd like to take this portion of this verse that we find here in verse 10 and use it as the title of my message tonight, and that's simply this, to seek and to save, to seek and to save. Pray with me. Gracious Heavenly Father, God, I ask that you would help me, you would empower me by your spirit, Lord. Uh, Use me tonight. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. God, help me to be empty of myself so that I can be full of you. God, help us to to be attentive, Lord, and to to hear what you have uh, to tell us tonight through me. God, please use me as a tool, as a, as a willing, empty vessel, God, I pray. And God, help us in Christ's name. Amen. We find in this particular passage that Jesus had jo- just crossed over the Jordan uh, River and was passing through the city of Jericho. Jericho was less than 20 miles from Jerusalem where we know our Savior was going and less than 8 miles from the Jordan River. It, it was a very wealthy city, being the dwelling place of many priests and publicans. And we'll, talk, we'll look at one of these publicans and uh, more specifically a little later Uh, Being controlled by the Roman government, um, it had its perks. Jericho was doing well. I'm sure that when when people were traveling to Jerusalem uh, through this way, that would have been one of the favorite places to stay. Although it was a wealthy city, although it was a thriving city, it was a city filled with lost sinners. And, And as we know by what the Word of God tells us, that Jesus didn't just come passing through Jericho. No, friend, he came seeking. He came seeking and to save those who were lost. Very briefly tonight, I'd, I'd like for you to look with me at two accounts that we find in Luke and tie them together, these two stories. By the way, true events that actually happened, not just some fairy tale story that we read about and we tell our five-year-olds. No, no, no. no. These are actual events recorded here in the book of Luke, and, and I'd, I'd like to you to, uh, to look with me as I tie these two together, as we tie these two together, and to see what Jesus did for both of them, how he radically changed their lives, and how he can change yours tonight. I love how the Lord works. Um, six, six, seven months ago, when I, last time I preached and stood behind this pulpit, and was an amazing opportunity thank you so much, Pastor, for allowing me to do this um, when I stood behind this pulpit, Brother Odom, pastor who was out of town. he asked Brother Odom to fill the pulpit Sunday morning, and uh, Brother Odom um, delivered a message about repentance. It was a powerful message, a powerful message. And I thought, not knowing at all what he was preaching, preached that same night about forgiveness for the greatest of sins and, and the, just seeing how the Lord worked in the, both of those services, how we tied those two together. And tonight it's so interesting to see how um, how Brother Dan got up here this morning and, and, and preached uh, about being worthy, walking worthy, and, and through the justification and sanctification of Jesus Christ, his shed blood on the cross, how we can walk worthy, and preaching an emphasis on salvation. And this is what the Lord gave me, and I couldn't get away from it. And I know now after this morning hearing that powerful message that we heard, how the Lord is going to tie these together. It just makes me so happy to, to know how the Lord's working. But I want you to know that the Savior is seeking those who are lost. And he, he's, not, he's not only seeking, but He's ready to save. He's ready to save those who are willing to come to Him. Allow me to ask you this question tonight. How long has it been since you've sought after Him? Since you've truly sought after the Savior? I'd like for you now to look with me at these two stories and see what God will show us, how He'll challenge us, and how He desire, desires to use us. Let's look at these two accounts and see how Jesus... Uh, transforms the lives of these two two men and how it can transform ours. Uh, If you're taking notes tonight, I'd like for you to write down, number one, the blind beggar. I'd like for you to look with me at the blind beggar. In verse 35, chapter 18 and verse 35, it says, And it came to pass that he was come nigh unto Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. I'd like for you to notice about the blind beggar, number one tonight, his condition. I'd like for you to notice with me his condition. We understand his physical condition of course he was blind he couldn't see uh, he was poor with little to nothing to his name in Bible times such conditions were on their own you see they didn't have any institutions any social programs anything to keep these people to help these people they simply just begged they simply just begged we also see his spiritual condition he was lost he was in need of getting to the Savior we find this same event it recorded in Luke uh, take place in the Gospel of Matthew and Mark as well. And after studying this passage of Scripture, preparing for this sermon, most commentators will agree that it seems reasonable to believe that these two accounts found in Luke and in Mark and also in Matthew 20 are describing the same person. He was a blind man named Bartimaeus. His physical condition was obviously well known as he was referred to as blind Bartimaeus. That's was his name. That's what people called him. Look with me at verse 36 through 38. The Bible says... And hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passeth by. And he cried, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 38 tells us that Bartimaeus addressed the Lord as thou son of David. This was the title of the Messiah, as we know. Although Bartimaeus was was physically blind, it seemed that he could see something that the nation of Israel could not see. And that was that Jesus was the promised Messiah. Uh, We notice his condition, but moving along now, we notice his potential distractions. We notice Bartimaeus' potential distractions. When you look at me with this story recorded in Luke, it it would be very easy to understand if if the blind man just accepted his condition because of how difficult it was to get to this man named Jesus. And you have to understand, by this time in Jesus' ministry, everywhere he went, there were crowds. Everywhere he went. But the sad truth is that many of the people gathered around Jesus as he went from city to city healing people, performing these miracles, only did, only did because of their fascination with Jesus. They only did because of their fascination with his miracles. Uh, the people wanted to see a show. They had come to be entertained is the point I'm trying to get across. But not this man. Bartimaeus knew that Jesus was more than just a magician as the people pinned him to be portrayed him to be he was the promised messiah so what did bartimaeus do he cried out to jesus thou son of david have mercy upon me notice what the the crowd does in verse 39 and they which went before rebuked him that he should hold his peace the word rebuke here has the meaning of to silence to put down to embarrass to restrain by expression of strong disapproval but notice what bartimaeus how he responds i love this It says, but he cried out, so much the more, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. He didn't allow the the chiding of the crowd to keep him from Jesus. He didn't allow the state of his physical condition to keep him from Jesus. He didn't allow his complete and total and utter unworthiness to keep him from Jesus. He cried out, so much the more, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. Many times in our own lives, and myself included, especially myself, we allow so many things to distract us. All right, we, we allow so many things to come in our to our lives and we say, Well, I prayed for that. I, I asked the Lord for that. I, I did try to reach out to that person. I, I tried to do this, but no, 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 what we find Bartimaeus did, he didn't allow the distractions of the crowd when, hey Bartimaeus, hush. Listen, this person that we're speaking to, this is Jesus. All right, this is the man who 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 performs all of these miracles, who who, who does all of these things. And man, it's amazing. This is Jesus, Bartimaeus hush now. Bartimaeus could have very easily said, you know what, you're right, I'm nothing. This is Jesus of Nazareth, I am nothing. So I'll just hold my peace. But he didn't do that. He cried out so much the more. And how many times in my life and in your life we need to do that. We need to have that, that fervency in our hearts, that urgency to get to the Lord. We need to cry out so much the more thou son of david god have mercy upon me let me ask you this question is that you tonight are you using the distractions of this world to keep you from getting to the savior is it your job is it your schedule when preparing for this sermon i i I thought of all the things that could may allow us to, to keep us from getting to jesus and what i simply mean by that is is our devotion our time with the lord All right, our our, our desire to get to know him better. And and let me tell you something, I'm preaching to myself more than anybody else here tonight. But then I thought about it. Maybe it is your job. Maybe it is your schedule. Uh, Maybe it's your friends. But how about this, father, leader of the home, husband, God-appointed leader of the home? Is it your iPhone? Is it the technology in your home? That may prick some hearts. It pricked mine. So many times when I get off work, I, I, I need to spend time with the Lord. I'm in desperation. I need to hear from God. But I go home and I get an alert on my phone. Somebody had tagged you in a post. Uh, hey, watch this video. Man, did you hear about UNC Tar Heels winning all those games? Amen. And so I'll look at all that and I'll think, man, I've got all of this to look at. And, and you know, I don't hear that very much of Tennessee, so I'm not very bothered about that. When the Tar Heels are playing, it's usually a different story. So I'll, I'll, I'll get on my ESPN app. I'll do this. I'll do that. But I'm going to tell you something. In this day and age, many times it's not our busy schedules. It's, 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 not, it's not our friends, though it may be for you. All right? It's not all of this. It's the things that are in our own home, keeping us from getting to Jesus. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 11 says, Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face continually. Hebrews chapter 11, and verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder, get that, a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now we're going to pause right here for a brief moment, and we're going to look at the account of Zacchaeus, his life, and his encounter with Jesus. Look with me in chapter 19, verses 1 through 5. It says, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. So, we understand that when his encounter with Bartimaeus, he was, he was just about to enter Jericho on his way to Jerusalem. Now he's in Jericho. He's passing by. Verse 2 says, And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before. I love this. And he ran before and climbed up into the sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up, And saw him, and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste, and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. We look first of all at the blind beggar, blind Bartimaeus. I'd like for you to look with me secondly at the proud publican. The proud publican. Uh, We know that Zacchaeus was a tax collector. He worked for the city of Rome. The word publican here just simply means a collector of Roman revenue. So we know just by his title, his occupation, that Zacchaeus was not a very liked individual. Although Zacchaeus was a small man, as the Bible says, he was was a man of great power. The rate he chose to tax the people of Jericho, we don't know for sure. uh, But whatever it was, it was a great amount. He had considerable wealth, and he had the position to control it. This tiny, wee little man, as we know the story, had that much power. He had his own schedule, my friend. When he walked throughout the, the streets of Jericho, people feared him. This was this man, Zacchaeus. I'd like for you to notice, first of all, his condition, his condition. Zacchaeus was a man who had it all, unlike blind Bartimaeus. No, you didn't find Zacchaeus uh, begging for food or money or attention. He had it all, and I can imagine that Zacchaeus struggled with pride and selfishness, maybe just a little more than the average Roman citizen. Listen, friend, we all struggle with it, myself included, big time, probably the worst in this whole auditorium tonight, but I'm going to tell you something, Zacchaeus with all of the money, all of the wealth, all of the power, all his position that he had, I can imagine that maybe he struggled with it a little bit more than the average Roman citizen. Far more I can imagine than blind Bartimaeus. He was a selfish man, a greedy individual, and although he had everything he needed, so it seemed, he was missing something inside. He was missing something inside. There was a hole in his heart. A void that that, that no amount of money could fix, no amount of power could fix, no amount of self-esteem could fix. He knew there was something missing. So what do we find? Look with me in verse 3 and 4. Verse 3, it says, and he sought to see Jesus. Underline that, if you will. And he sought to see Jesus. Friend, he had a desire a burning desire to get to the Lord, to see the Lord, to know the Lord. How much, do you, how much do you desire to see Jesus tonight? How much do you desire to get to the Savior? As much as Zacchaeus, this man was unsaved. He was lost, but he desired to get to Jesus. He knew that there was something different about this man called Jesus. It wasn't just that he was a magician. It wasn't just that he performed all, all of these great miracles and healed people, and he had this. No, no. Zacchaeus knew that he was the promised Messiah, and he had to get to him. He had to get to him. When you realize that Jesus is the only reason that you have to live, you'll want nothing more than to see him. You'll want nothing more than to see him. I clearly, clearly remember the day I realized nothing could satisfy my soul but Jesus. I had to get to him. I had to get to him. In 1931, Thoreau Harris Pin the words of a great hymn and proclaim that Jesus is all that should thrill our hearts. He writes, "All that thrills my soul is Jesus. He is more than life to me, and the fairest of 10,000 in my blessed Lord, I see. Are we living a life in pursuit of Jesus? How about a devoted life to Jesus? I have to ask myself this question often. Am I living a life fully devoted to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? I'm a child of His. I'm saved, born again, again, March 6, 2011, 15 years of age. Jesus Christ came into my heart. He saved me. I'm a child of God, but am I devoted to God? Am I devoted to God? Adrian Rogers, one of the greatest expositors to ever stand behind the pulpit. I love listening to his sermons. He said once, discipline says I need to. Duty says, I ought to. Devotion says, I want to. Devotion says, I want to. Friend, do you desire to seek the Savior? Do you desire to know him more? Are you pursuing the Lord? We notice Zacchaeus' condition. I want you to look with me at his potential distractions. His potential distractions. In verse 3, Luke writes that Zacchaeus was a short man. He could not see over the crowd. Yet Zacchaeus did not let that stop him. The Bible says in verse 4, And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. Jesus knew exactly where Zacchaeus was going to be. He knew exactly where he was going to be. Before he even left Jordan, my friend, he knew that there was a man named Zacchaeus that lived in the city of Jericho that needed him. He knew that there was a blind beggar named Bartimaeus that needed the Savior. Jesus knew all of that. He knew you before you were even born. That's the Savior that we serve. That's the God that we serve. Jesus knew exactly where Zacchaeus was going to be. Although Jesus knew exactly where Zacchaeus was going to be, in order for him to get to Jesus, he couldn't let the crowd stop him. He couldn't let the crowd stop him. Let me ask you this question. Is there a crowd standing in your way of Jesus? Is there a crowd standing in your way of Jesus? Does the glamour of life stand in your way? Or is it the hypocritical church member? Is it the person who sat in your seat this morning? You'll find that at a lot of churches. Somebody comes into the back door, they don't have a shirt and tie on, and they sit in your seat? How dare they? How dare they? Don't let some petty, small problem prevent you from getting to to the Savior. Don't allow it. Don't allow it. We notice his potential distractions. I want you to see with me, number three, we notice, number one, the blind beggar. Number two, we notice um, the proud publican, Zacchaeus. Number three, I'd like for you to notice with me the seeking Savior, the seeking Savior. Praise God for the Savior who came to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen? I'd like for you to look with me at, at what Jesus did for these two men. And here's where it all comes together. We, we, we notice Bartimaeus, his story of, of getting to the Savior. We notice Zacchaeus, uh, his condition, his potential distractions. But now we're going to look at the Savior. We're going look, to look at the seeking Savior. Number one, Jesus healed. Jesus healed. Look with me in verse 42, chapter 18 and verse 42. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight. Thy faith hath saved thee. Thy faith hath saved thee. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight. My friend, Bartimaeus could see. He was blind all of his life, but now he could see. Could you imagine opening your eyes and the first thing that you see is the risen Savior? Could you imagine? I can only imagine his response on the man's face. Uh, Tears of joy, I can imagine. Tears of joy on Bartimaeus' face. Expressions of thankfulness and love to our risen Lord and Savior. Fanny Crosby, one of the greatest hymn writers in American history, was blind her whole life. When asked by a friend if she had the choice to have her sight, what would she choose? She responds by saying this, if I had a choice, I would still choose to remain blind for when I die, the first face I will ever see will be the face of my blessed savior. Amen. She goes on to say, uh, she, was, she was one of the, uh, America's greatest poets. She goes on to say in one of her poems, take the world, but give me Jesus. In his cross, my trust shall be till with clearer, brighter vision, Face to face, my Lord, I see. What Bartimaeus beheld was the face of Jesus Christ. What a wonderful picture the Lord gives us here. Number two, I want you to notice Jesus not only healed, but he humbled. For Bartimaeus, his condition, he healed. For Zacchaeus, in his condition, he humbled. And verse eight, it says this, chapter 19 and verse eight, it says, and Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And I, if I have taken anything, If I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. Zacchaeus had a major pride problem with all the wealth and all the power that he obtained, but we know he humbled himself by his response of humility in verse 8 here. James chapter 4 and verse 8 says, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 13 declares, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate, the Lord says. All throughout the Bible, the Lord strongly speaks about his hatred for pride. Zacchaeus had every excuse to be filled with pride. But when in the presence of the Savior, he realized truly just how small of a man he was. Can I tell you something, friend? I get up here on Sunday morning and Sunday night. And Wednesday night and as the music director of this church I get up here and I lead I lead the congregation in worship I I lead the choir and 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 when we have just a powerful strong convicting day in our worship service I'll think man I did a great job this morning and then I'll get in the presence of the Savior and I'll think, Lord I am nothing I am absolutely nothing can I tell you friend I hate to break it to you but so are you you're nothing compared to the Savior. And when in the presence of the Savior, Zacchaeus just realized truly how small of a man he was. We notice that, that, that Jesus healed. We notice that Jesus humbled for Zacchaeus. Number three, I want you to notice with me, for both of these men, praise God, Jesus saved. Jesus saved. Notice with me in verse 42, chapter 18 and verse 42. And Jesus said unto him, receive thy sight, thy faith has saved thee. Verse 43 says, and immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God and all the people. When they saw it, gave praise unto God. I've got good news for you, friend. Jesus not only healed Bartimaeus, he saved his soul. He saved his soul. Bartimaeus believed that Jesus was who he claimed to be. He believed that he had the power to heal his condition. He chose to believe, and because of his faith, he was changed forever. He was changed forever not just physically, but spiritually as well, you see. Uh, He would never be the same. He would never be the same. Notice his response in verse 43 again. And immediately he received his sight. It didn't take 10 minutes. It didn't take the next day. It didn't take a healing process, all right? Immediately he received his sight, right then and right there. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave, gave praise unto God. I can imagine small and feeble and frail Zacchaeus, or excuse me, Bartimaeus as he was sitting there by the wayside begging. All right, Jesus, the Messiah, the promised Messiah has come by. He knows, he senses the promised Messiah. He said, hey, what's all this commotion? What is all this? What's all this going on? Hey, hey Jesus of Nazareth is coming by. Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He said, oh, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. Jesus said, bring him to him. And by the way, I want to notice this very quickly. The Bible doesn't say much about the men. They don't name him who brought men or women who brought uh, Bartimaeus to Jesus. But can I tell you something? Those men were instrumental in getting Bartimaeus to Jesus. I'll never forget the story of Brother Odom telling me uh, of his brother and how when, when when, when Brother Odom was, was a, just a little youngster, when he's a little teenager and he's, he's running around doing things he, he shouldn't, and Lord knows we've all been there, he was, he was lost and he knew he was lost. His brother repeatedly, if I got the story correct, correct, Brother Odom? His brother repeatedly came to him, came to him over and over again. Ryan, can I tell you what Jesus did for me? Can I tell you what Jesus did for me? Can I tell you something, he he tells me this, He he told the whole church this about a year ago in one of his messages, I'll never forget it. His brother was so instrumental in bringing him to Jesus, bringing him to the Savior. Maybe that's you tonight, somebody may have brought you here to church, somebody may have held your hand all the way down the aisle. Can I tell you something, thank God for those people. Thank God for those people, those people who brought Bartimaeus to Jesus. They were instrumental in his life. Praise God for that. As the songwriter penned, Jesus passed by my way and he made me whole that day. Just a sinner was I, but then Jesus passed by and oh, what a change in my life since Jesus passed by. I love that song. Aren't you so thankful for the day when Jesus passed by your way? The day he made you whole, the day he changed your life, the day he transformed you from the inside out? When I could not come to where he was, he came to me, the song says. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Praise God for this. You see, Jesus didn't look on his outward appearance. I want to park it right here for just a second, and I'll be done quickly. Jesus didn't look on his outward appearance. I can imagine that Bartimaeus, being blind, being a beggar, did not maybe have anybody to help him bathe, didn't have anybody to take him to the Nike outlet and go get him some new clothes. Okay, Bartimaeus didn't have that. I can imagine he smelled pretty bad, which most of the people back then probably did. But maybe a little bit worse than the average Roman citizen. He smelled probably. He he, he looked bad. I'm just just out of order. Looked terrible. Looked like the world just threw up on him. He needed to get to Jesus. He needed the Savior. And when he came before Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. I can imagine he got down on his knees, and when Jesus looked at him, can I tell you something, friend? He did not look at his outward appearance. He looked at his heart. Notice what the the Word of God says. It says, Thy faith has saved thee. Thy faith has saved thee. Brother Shost did such a great job at illustrating faith, what a a, a faith-filled Christian looks like, and that ought to be us. That ought to be me. That ought to be you tonight. He didn't look on his outward appearance I'm so glad the day that Jesus didn't look on my outward appearance. He saved me in spite of my sin, in spite of my wickedness. And tonight, friend, you may say, listen, I'm saved. There's been a day where I've come to know the Lord as my personal Lord and Savior. All right? But maybe inside, you're needing to get to Jesus. You're desperately needing to seek after him. Do we have a desire and urge to seek the Savior as Bartimaeus and Zacchaeus did? Look at what happened to Zacchaeus. Read with me in verse 9. And I love how these two stories tie in together. It says, And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for so much as he also is the son of Abraham. The son of Abraham. Notice what Jesus calls him here, a son of Abraham. This word simply means, this phrase simply means a true believer. A true believer. Zacchaeus was a changed man because of his belief and faith in Jesus Christ. When people see you, do they say that? Man, that's a son of Abraham. That's a true believer. I pray, I hope that when this world sees me, all right, at Walmart, when this world sees me at Lowe's Foods, when this world sees me out at the mall, out at anywhere outside of these church doors, they'll say, hey, that's a true believer. That was Zacchaeus. That was Zacchaeus. I close with this. Both of these stories are amazing, true events that are recorded here in Luke. But don't miss the point of the message tonight. Don't miss the reason why Jesus came. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. In the Greek language, the phrase that which was lost is one word, apollomi, which means to destroy fully, to perish. You see, friend, without receiving the Savior into our lives, without receiving the Savior into our lives, we are eternally lost without any hope, without any hope. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. Those who are destroyed, those who are dead in their trespasses and sins, those who have no hope. He came to seek and to save those people, those people.
0: Thank you for listening to this message from Tabernacle Baptist Church. We pray that God has used his word to speak to your heart today. If you'd like to learn more about the ministries of Tabernacle Baptist Church, you can go to our website, tabernaclehickory.org. That is tabernaclehickory.org. There you'll find additional resources that we pray God will use to be a help to you. If the Lord should lead you to partner with us or make a donation online, you'll find a link provided on the website at tabernaclehickory.org. May God bless you and thank you for listening.